0: Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hey, I am so glad to be back with you. Wow, are we going to have a great time together. In fact, I just have been looking forward to this. This is my third time here. And uh, you're, you're my folks. i tell you, I love this place. I love what God's doing here. I love the energy and the new life. And, and I, I pray with you guys every, every day. What time? You got it, on your phone, right? Every day. And let me just set you in. Before I get in the message in earnest, when I pray, The Holy Spirit speaks to me with such assurance for you guys. Somebody needs to receive that. Whether you're online watching, welcome to Crossbridge, I'm Mark. (laughs) Whether you're at Peru, Ottawa, God is moving at Crossbridge and the future is bright. He's bright for you guys, I'm telling you. And I'm just excited to take this journey with you. So, you know, I'm, I'm, transitions are hard times, right? Anybody that's wanna testify, it's just hard times. You know, the losses and, and the grieving and, and all the, you know, the grieving process, it's just gotta go through it. But transitions are also filled with great expectancy and anticipation and opportunity. And I know in talking with your leadership team, that's where you guys are focused. You're not focused on the past. God, what God's done in the past is awesome here, but it's only a foretaste of what he is gonna do. Great days are ahead for this church. And transitions, I'm going through a transition. You know, I, I've, uh, just a short while ago, I transitioned from lead pastor to pastor of leadership development. That means I'm not the head guy, I'm on the team. And so there's some things about being a lead pastor that I really miss But there's some other things that God has brought that have been absolutely amazing. And I am, you're you're looking at a happy pastor here because I love what God has me doing, coaching and mentoring. I couldn't do this if I was still the lead pastor somewhere. So I'm looking forward to taking this journey together. How many of you are gonna keep praying? You're gonna keep believing? You're gonna keep trusting God? God's gonna bring his leader in. I believe that with all of my heart. So in fact, I'm a homeboy. you know that? 65 years ago, I'm retired, okay? 65 years, that's the magic number. Well, who who believes in retirement? I mean, you just just get retread and keep on going. But 65 years ago, I made my grand entrance just down the road at Streeter, Illinois. Yeah. My dad graduated from Olivet Nazarene University. He and mom moved to Streeter to pastor his first church. I'm a PK. And uh, I was, in fact... I'd nev- I was a toddler when he left and went to his next church, so I don't remember anything about Streeter. But the first time I was here, Sue and I took the, went down the road and we checked out the Nazarene Church in Streeter. And I got a couple pictures here. This is in the wintertime we were here the first time. That's my, that's my hot wife of 45 years, that's Sue. And, and we're standing in front of the building my dad built when he was the pastor with his own two hands and maybe three or four other people. And, uh, and I walked inside and uh, <laughs> there I am. That's the same pulpit my dad preached from. You talk about a moment, wow. And then I went out in the lobby and I found this picture, a black and white picture, and I couldn't believe it. Out in the lobby, this was, this was their first vacation Bible school. They still had the picture in the lobby now that's kind of sad when you're still celebrating 55 years ago or 65 years ago but anyhow my dad's in that picture and my mom's in that picture and i am too but she's pregnant with me <laughs> summer of 55 okay you talk about a wow a kind of nostalgic but you know what it did for me because i began to reflect god you have been faithful all my life, through all the transitions, through all the ups and downs. Hey, we serve a God who is faithful. If we'll stay faithful to Him. And, and I just thought that's the way we need to live our lives each and every day. Every day. You see, I, I am learning to transition to some things. Now, some things I miss, as I mentioned about pastoring, another thing I miss, I miss a paycheck. Every other week, clockwork, into my bank account. That's not happening, (laughs) y'all. And I'm so glad our government was so proactive 85 years ago, planning a wonderful program for senior citizens called Social Security. (laughs) Anybody else on Social Security? (laughs) You're feeling pretty insecure, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's what I want you to know tonight, today. I want you to know that regardless of your age, regardless of your background, regardless of what brought you in here, watching here today, you may not have social security, but you need soul security. And God's going to provide that for you. You may be very insecure about your life right now, you may have been tuning in here and, or watching or here on one of the campuses and just saying, I, my, my marriage has fallen apart. My kids are, 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 are rebellious. I have financial insecurity. The future, our church, I, I just have all these questions and I just feel insecure. I feel just so anxious. Well, I got some good news for you. This message is just for you because God's gonna bring some real soul security if you'll be open to him, okay? Now I want you to get your Bibles out, open your devices, turn to uh, Psalm 139. We'll get there in just a minute. Before we do, I wanna give you the main purpose because when I find, when I'm insecure about something, I'm gonna kinda talk about the the source of our insecurity and kind of some handles that I've gotten to help me with it. Maybe it'll help you and then we're gonna see what God has to say to us in his word. But when I get insecure, uh, what I used to do is I would grab a hold and take charge and try to work it out, right? That's, that's the natural human, especially for us guys, that's machismo, we can just handle it, right? Just give me a little bit more time, a little more money, I can make it happen. And we work harder, we run faster, and how many of you know, how's that working for you, right? Because what happens is the more you grab a hold of it, the more you try to work it, the more you realize how out of control you really have little control over this and the insecurity builds and the anxiety and just like a dog chasing its tail. Vicious cycle. So we gotta break that. And what I've learned to do, when, when I am sensing some insecurity, some fear, anxiety, instead of running faster, instead of working harder, instead of grabbing a hold of it and trying to manage it, I stop. I step back, I just spend a few moments say, God, what's going on here? Holy Spirit, and by the way, if you know him, uh, you have his spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, shine your light on whatever's going on. I've evidently taken control somewhere. Show me. And I spend some time with him, and I literally turn it back over to him Envision myself, just palms down, just kind of say, okay, it's yours. I'm yours. I trust you. And I'm gonna walk with you and cooperate with you. Inevitably, that peace comes back. Now, I have to do this a lot, y'all. This is not a one and done thing. How many of you know we gotta do this every day, right? But learning those skills, learning those handles, maybe that helps somebody because here's here's what I know. And here's the main idea. The more secure I am with Jesus, the more secure I can be in life and with others. Because security begins with a relationship with Jesus. And if you're watching, if you're here, you don't know Jesus, that's your next step. I can tell you, you can try everything this world offers, but if you don't know him personally, if you, he isn't real in your life, you'll never find that sole security you long for. So that's where it starts. And when I'm, the more secure I am with him, the more I can... Be secure in my life, circumstances, and the people around me. Now, in Psalm 139, this is a song that the Hebrew people sang for, for, for generations. It's like we have our song list tonight, today, and, and we, have, we sung it, and, and they had their song list. And this is one of them. This is written by King David. And he wrote it at a time when he was very insecure. He was very anxious about what was happening around him. And I see four verses in this song, just like we sang some verses earlier. You know, you say, why do, we, why do we sing songs before, you know, the service, at the beginning of the service? I'll tell you why. Because just like David learned, it gets our focus off of ourselves and onto God, right? When they were singing... Ain't nothing going to keep me down. I'm telling you what, Jesus is alive. He's alive for, I was getting happy in that. <laughs> Remember the guy said, don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. And when you start singing that and start focusing on that, it changes you. It changes your whole perspective, okay? So here's, here's the first verse of this song, Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have examined me. You know me. You know when I sit down when I stand up. You know my thoughts when, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. David's rehearsing in his mind that God is omniscient. That's a big word meaning he knows everything. Nothing catches God off guard. He knows everything about you and everyone else around you, and everything else in this world. It's like he didn't wake up and and check out the news and say, oh my goodness, what are they doing down there now? No, he knows everything, and he is in charge of everything. And David needed to hear that. At a time when, when, when things were just kind of breaking loose around him, he affirmed the fact, God, you know everything. Now, if you don't know him, Knowing that God knows everything could be kind of an anxious thought to you. That's why you need to know him and know that he loves you and has the best for you. David goes on, he says, you go before me, you follow me, you place your hand of blessing on my head. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. This phrase, you go before me, you follow me, it means literally to close off the escape routes. I like that. Because the idea is that when God has you in his inescapable grip, you can't get away from him. You can't get away from his great knowledge of you and his love for you. Just like, you know, I, when my kids were growing up, they, they, they would want their own way. And I'd have to kind of hem them in to make sure they're doing the right thing. And they didn't like that. We don't like that because we're, we're made to want to be in control. But that leads to To insecurity, true freedom, listen to me, true freedom is found in surrendering to God because he knows everything. He knows me and he knows all about me. So here's here's how I want to summarize that verse. If you're singing that song, this phrase, God has me in his grip. Say that with me, say it with me. God has me in his grip. Verse one. Don't forget that. When you're feeling insecure, remember God knows and he's got you, okay? Second verse, David moves from God's omniscience to his omnipresence. That means he's everywhere. He's not only all-knowing, he's all-present. He knows you intimately and he is also with you constantly. Look what he says. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to the heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. In he goes on to sing, I could ask the darkness to hide me, the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I remember growing up, uh, my, my folks took me to Carlsbad Caverns. If you've ever been to Carlsbad, or any cave for that matter, at some point in the tour, they probably turn off all the lights, right? You haven't experienced darkness until you've been in the pit of the earth with no lights on, okay? And I'm this little eight-year-old kid or so, and... I'm standing next to my folks, and I wasn't ready for this, and they shut the lights off, and I'm going, ah! <laughs> and I'm thinking, somebody's, I, I help. And I'm, dad, mom, you know, I'm trying, I'm, where are you? I, I couldn't see the face in front of my, my hand in front of my face. And I remember how insecure I, feel, I felt. How anxious I felt. It just was oppressive to me. And then I'll never forget the the pressure of my dad's arm around me and he pulled me close to him. I was like, oh, I can relax now because dad has me in his grip. (laughs) That's the father, that's God. When you feel the most insecure, I pray you feel the pressure of his arm around you, reminding you that he's got you and he's got this. In fact, we sang a song earlier. I didn't know they were gonna sing that song but it was written from this passage of scripture I want us to read together. It's one of the, my favorite verses, two verses of scripture and I wanna, it's so good, I want you to read it with me out loud, okay? because it is so powerful affirming the fact that nothing in this universe can separate me from the God who made me and loves me. Nothing, no one can. That's good news, especially in times of insecurity and transition. So we're gonna read this together. Put it up on the screen, guys. It's this. Paul the apostle is writing. Hey, I want you to read it out loud. If you're sitting at home, read it out loud say it as loud cuz the more you confess this the more you're going to believe it let's say it say it like you mean it here cross bridge here we go and i am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from god and his love neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God, make that real for my friends. That's great news. In fact, I don't know how you can sit still when you read that because that's great news for us. God has us in his grip. In fact, what it says to me, verse 2, God will never, ever, ever abandon me. Do you believe that? Let's say it out loud. God will never, ever, ever abandon me. Verse 1, God has me in his grip. Oh, that's good news. Second, God is all present. He will never, ever abandon me. Third verse, God has a wonderful purpose for my life. That's more than just a trite phrase, y'all. Look what David says. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. David has taken us into his mother's own womb. Check this out. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Check this out. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Andrea Bocelli, you know who he is? The famous blind opera singer. He interrupted a concert one evening to recount a story of a young mother, a pregnant woman who was admitted to the hospital with appendicitis. And he goes on to tell the story. He said, the doctor suggested that she abort her child They told her that it was the best solution because the baby would be born with a very severe disability and might not live, probably wouldn't live. But this young, brave woman decided not to abort and the child was born and then he went on to say, that woman was my mother and I was that child. I'm so glad Andrea Bocelli's mother decided that the child she carried, God had a wonderful purpose for him. And so many millions of people have been blessed by that amazing gift. See, God has a purpose for everybody's life. He has wonderful thoughts about you. How precious are his thoughts about you. See, I don't feel that. I know life is hard. You've been disappointed, you've been let down. There are probably some things in your life you just soon forget, some painful hurts. But I want to tell you something. We serve a God who is so sovereign. And so good that he can take even what Satan means for evil and he can use it for his glory and he can use it to make you and me more like Jesus. Let me tell you what his thoughts are of you. When Jesus, his only son, was hanging on the cross, dying for your sin and mine, God was thinking about you. Here's how much he loves you. He chose you over his own son. Those are precious thoughts. He loves you. He's invested the best that he has for you, and he has a wonderful purpose for your life. Now, this last verse, I didn't want to preach from this because, you know, three three is good. Why have a fourth verse? You ever sing a song, you know, we don't sing the fourth verse. We just sing, to leave that fourth verse out. Because it didn't make any sense. You ever read the Bible? said, This doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you keep digging. Let God's word speak. Let the Holy Spirit help you. And I open to the fourth verse, and this is what David says. Oh, God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Sounds like some Facebook and Twitter posts I've seen lately. <laughs> God, what are you doing here? What's, it, what's David up to? And then it hit me. David, just like we do, got his focus off of God, got it back on the enemy, got it back on his circumstances. And that's, I'm glad it's in there because that's where we live, y'all, right? We need that constant reminder to get our focus back on God and realize, God, you can handle it. Say that with me. God can handle it. Say it again. God can handle it. Turn to your neighbor, remind them a your reminder. God can, you know what's going on, your neighbor. God can handle it. All right? All right? God can handle it. So let's revert, review. First, first verse God has me in his grip. Isn't that good news? Second, God will never, ever, ever abandon me. When He seems so far away, He's never been so close. Remember that. And God has a wonderful purpose for my life. Finally, God can handle it. I got some news for you all God has never met His match. Just thought I'd let you know. I read the back of the book, He wins. Yeah, and we win too when we trust him. But we gotta trust him, right? That's the issue. One of your values, trust completely. Anybody got that down? (laughs) You come up here and take them. But we're learning, we're growing. We're on the journey together. And through this transition time, it's a great opportunity to learn to trust and let God be great in your life in your family, in your future, in your church. I've got three girls. You met my, my hot wife, <laughs> Sue. I got three girls that look just like their mama. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the, the last two were twins. And I remember teaching, Lindsay, Just she was like a fish. She just knew how to swim automatically. We had a pool and I lived in Phoenix for 18 years. So you gotta have a pool in Phoenix if you have kids, right? So we had a pool, and uh, Lindsey was just swimming around, but the twins, the, tra- teaching them to swim was a little bit harder. And yet our pool had a shallow end, and then it went three feet deep, about here, about here, and then it went down to eight feet, okay? Nine feet, whatever. But it was way over my head. So I'd, I'd start them out in the shallow end, and I'd hold you know, each one of them, Courtney and, and Kelly, hold them flat on top of the water and say, now teach them to paddle, you know, and teach them to move their arms and their, paddle their feet and then put their little face in the water, get them used to that, you know, and you know how you do that, you try to get them used to swimming. And they were getting really good. They were getting really confident and, and then kind of enjoying it. Then I, I started, I had one of them in my hands and, and I was taking her and I started moving down into the deep end and she saw me going down like this. And then I could see the fear in her eyes. And she reached over and grabbed my neck. I thought she was going to choke me. <laughs> she said, Daddy, no, no. So I took her back to the shallow end. And then she did her thing again. The anxiety left. And it struck me when I was thinking about that. My little girls were in over their head in the shallow end as much as they were in the deep end but she had gotten her focus off her daddy and on how deep the water was. Folks, can we just be honest? We're in over our heads, right? All of us, even in the shallow end, <laughs> life is way beyond our control. And guys who want to control everything, I got news for you too. You are not in control. I hate to break that to you, but I hope you take my word and don't wait till too late to find that out. Freedom, peace, assurance, security comes in giving him control. Trust in daddy who's going to take care of you, going to keep you in his grip. He'll never, ever, ever leave you. He's got a wonderful plan and purpose for your life and for this church and for your future. And whatever's going on, God can handle it. Would you close your eyes? I want you to close your eyes because sometimes we can be distracted by people around us. I don't want you to be, I want you just to really focus in on what's causing your anxiety, your fear, your insecurity. What's maybe a decision or a relationship or a disappointment that's just causing you to just churn inside today? Maybe you've never trusted him. I mentioned at the beginning, Soul security begins with a personal relationship with Jesus. I want to invite you right now, my friend, to surrender your life to him because he knows what's best for you more than you do. That's where it starts. For other friends here, it may be a relationship. It may be some issue in your life Something you're facing, a decision, you feel so insecure. I want you just to put your hands, cup them right in front of you, right where you're seated, seated. and I want you to put whatever that is is causing insecurity. Holy Spirit, turn your light on, just as David said, "Search me, O God; know my heart; see if there be any way in me." Let's do that right now. Holy Spirit, shine your light. What's at the core? just in this quiet moment, what's causing the guilt, the shame, the anger, the frustration? You've probably taken control somewhere. So when you put that right there in the palm of your hands, when you are ready to trust him, I mean really trust him, I want you to turn your hands palm down and just say, God, I release that to you. You've got this. You've got me. I'm going to cooperate with you. I'm not going to try to manage this myself. Just go ahead. Make this your prayer. God, forgive me for my selfishness. Forgive me for trying to always manage things to, to wrest control from you. For some of you, for the first time, Lord, I give you my life. I've made a mess of it, but you can do something amazing. I trust you. And now thank him that you're in his grip. (laughs) Just say, God, thank you that you've got me, that you'll never leave me, that you've got a purpose through all this, and it's a good purpose, and that whatever's going on, you can handle it. I trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.